We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to talk about the Freedom Convoy once again. I'm going to circle back and talk about truck drivers, working men, common sense, and the doctrine of lesser magistrates. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to today's rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. Today's topic, as I described in the intro, is the doctrine of lesser magistrates. And I'm going to talk about it within the context of the Freedom Convoy, working people, truck drivers, common sense, common people that are finally rising up and saying enough is enough. Freedom is a first thing for us. You will not take it away. We, the people, are the government here in the United States. Now, I know we're talking about Canada, but I'm going to blur the two countries together for the sake of this argument. So don't get on my case by saying this is Canadian, it's not American. I would argue it's both, because you're seeing the same thing happen in America. And within our constitutional republic, there is this concept of us, we the people, being the magistrates. We are the government. We are in charge. And when the people we have elected to represent us, not lord their authority over us, when the people we have chosen to represent us, to guard the law, to protect the Constitution, to take an oath on their first day in office to do exactly that. When they violate the law itself, they are violating the government. They are ignoring us, we the people. And we have the responsibility within the doctrine of lesser magistrates to rise up and say, no, you cannot do this. You have violated the law. You have compromised your oath of office. You are out of line. Not us, not the people. You, the politician, have become arrogant and you have assumed onto yourself more authority than you have. Step down. That is the government of the United States. That's a constitutional republic. And what you see in Canada right now and what you see across the Western world in terms of people rising up and saying no is people recognizing that this 500-year-old philosophy of the doctrine of lesser magistrates is something that essentially is written on the heart of every human being because they understand that freedom is a first thing. That's today's show, and I'm going to use the Freedom Convoy and the truck drivers as the context for that. Now, before we take a break, remember that if you would like to subscribe to The Rebellion, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. That's patreon.com 
backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. That's patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. And I'm so grateful to all of you who are subscribing members. And remember that if you join now by subscribing at $20 or more per month, that you can get a free copy of my book, Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas, where I make the argument that it is the conservative today. It's the working class common man. It's the common sense heartland person, the truck driver, if you will, who's truly the classical liberal, more so than the progressive, because it's those folks that are fighting for liberty and freedom. They're the classical liberals, while the left, the progressives, have proven they're more interested in power than freedom. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. So, welcome back to The Rebellion. So, you know, last week on the show, I covered this issue about how I stumbled across this letter written by an anonymous Freedom Convoy trucker and um, how I posted that on my Facebook page. Now, when I shared that story with you last week, I think I was around 93 or 94,000 likes with regard to that post. Well, as I speak to you right now, it's risen to over 97,000 likes. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. When I reposted that simple letter, and I'm going to share portions of it with you again right now. When I reposted that letter on my Facebook with the caption, I put a caption on it, yes. All my caption said was this. I'll stand with these guys over the Beltway buffoons any day of the week. Hashtag proud truck driver's son. Close quote. That was my caption to this simple letter from a simple man, a hardworking truck driver, who was basically saying thank you to all those folks who are supporting the convoy. So why did I get 97,000 likes on my Facebook page? Well, let me share a little bit of the letter with you first, and then I'll answer the question as to why I think this particular post got so much attention. Here's what this guy said again. Okay? He said, We made it to Thunder Bay today. I have a hard time finding words to express the momentum of this convoy. It's 100 kilometers long and growing all the time. The support we've received is overwhelming. Coming into Winnipeg yesterday was quite emotional. There were people packed on the shoulders of the streets. We saw parked cars for miles and miles. The horns never stopped honking. People had had campfires going in ditches. There were fireworks and sprayers and boom trucks out with big thank you banners waving from the booms. There were crane trucks with signs and lights flashing and flags. Overpasses were crowded and tons of families uh, and little kids all bundled up. Everyone was jumping, dancing, waving flags and flashlights. Seeing how happy the kids are with their smiles makes you a little emotional at times. This is how Canada is supposed to be. Going into Ontario, the support was amazing. All the same things were happening from the laneways to the crossroads to the little towns we went through. And when we came to Thunder Bay, they had a big area plowed off. Tons of tents were put up. There were big fires and an insane amount of food. Beef on the bun, spaghetti, sandwiches, coffee, donuts, you name it. They brought pallets of windshield washer fluid for everyone. Very humbling how kind everyone is. This is what freedom feels like. I feel normal for once, not alone like the last two years. Thanks for all the support. It is much appreciated. 
Well, I'm hitting the hay. Cheers and thanks. Close quote. Now, this was an anonymous letter written by one of the Freedom Convoy truck drivers. That's it. Just an honest letter written by an honest man. There's no anger. There's no victimization. There's no vitriol in this letter. It is just a heartfelt thank you. An honest letter written by an honest man with no anger and no victimization. So, again, all I did is repost it. All I did is repost it. (laughs) This thankful truck driver's note. I reposted it. And I said that this guy is a man much like my own dad, a truck driver. And I'll stand with him any day of the week. And I'm proud to be a truck driver's son. And I received over 97,000 likes for doing so. Now, the question is why? Why? Why would this post get so much attention? Well, I've got a theory here. Maybe it's because people are tired. You think? Maybe it's because people are tired of being lied to about everything from gain-of-function research to the efficacy of lockdowns and social distancing and masks. We've been lied to. That's a fact. We've been lied to about all of this stuff. Maybe it's because we're tired of being told by Dr. Anthony Fauci, his grand and glorious, his eminence, the great Dr. Anthony Fauci, a man who fancies himself the very personification of science. Maybe we're tired of him telling us that we are morons, quote-unquote, simply because we've noticed that the evidence does not support his science. Well, maybe it's because we're tired of seeing these people that consider themselves our rulers, flaunting the very rules that they use to rule us. You know, men like California's governor, Gavin Newsom, going maskless when he forces all others to wear masks. Or women like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who goes out partying, standing cheek to cheek in a posh bar while telling everyone else to to stand six feet apart when we go to McDonald's, or, or, or progressives partying at their exclusive clubs while they tell, you know, us stupid rubes, us conservatives, that we can't even go to church. Maybe we're tired of this. Maybe that's why 97,000 people clicked on this post and liked it. Or maybe it's because we're tired of being called cultists by the likes of Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, on MSNBC's Morning Joe program. We're being called cultists only because we refuse to join their cult. Maybe it's because we're tired of being called deplorable rubes every time we simply say we'd prefer personal freedom to ideological fascism and government overreach. Or, or, Or maybe it's this. Maybe it's because we're tired of hearing naked little emperors like Justin Trudeau calling us racists and Nazis and homophobes and bigots. Yes, he used all those words just because we dared to notice that his rear end is exposed as he preens and prances at the head of his smug little parade. 
I don't know for sure. The bottom line is this. I don't know for sure why my post got 97,000 likes. But, but maybe, just maybe it's because there are 97 million or more hardworking, honest men and women like my dad and like you and like me, like your granddad, like your grandmother, like your aunt, like your uncle. Maybe there's 97 million of us or more of us Hardworking people who are just tired, tired of being insulted, tired of being lied to, tired of being betrayed, tired of being demeaned, and tired of being told to just shut up and get in line. Maybe, just maybe, we've reached a tipping point. A tipping point. I pray God that it's so. Now, there's another letter out. And this is from an unknown author, too. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. But it's worthy. And if you haven't seen it on your Facebook, you probably will. Because it's making the rounds in the social media right now. And it's good that it is. Here's what this other letter says. This convoy is not just for the truckers. It's for the family members banned from visiting family in nursing homes. It's for the censorship of all social media platforms. It's for all the people afraid to speak in fear of being called conspiracy theorists. It's for the people who didn't want to give up their freedom, their freedom of choice, the freedom to choose what to inject into their bodies or not. It's for the people who don't want to be in debt for the next hundred years. It's for the people who only want answers to the many questions that haven't been answered. It's for the people who want their lives back. You know, people like the hairdressers who just want to cut hair. Or the restaurateurs who just want to serve food. It's for people who want to work but are forced not to. It's for the people. It's for trying to silence honest and hardworking people, the citizens. It's, it's for the 300,000 surgeries that have been canceled. How many of those people died because they couldn't get surgery? It's for the people who died waiting for those surgeries. It's for the people who died alone in the hospital without being able to hold hands with their loved ones. It's for the exhausted nurses, teachers, and parents. It's for the doctors who are going unheard. This is for all, this convoy, this this freedom convoy, what the truck drivers are doing. They're doing it for all of us, the frontline workers, those driving delivery trucks, grocery store clerks, people that are constantly working overtime because the government has shut down entire industries. You know, essential workers that can go to work and need to go to work while the rest of us are told we can't go to work. This this convoy, what the truck drivers are doing, it's for all of us. And this letter goes on and it says, if you don't support the truckers, well, that's okay. That's okay because you can still stay home. No one's forcing you to leave your house. 
No one will rip the mask off your face while you stay home. No one will force you to dine in a restaurant. You can drop your children off at their leisure activity, at their sport or whatever, and wait in your car, and you can still say no to family gatherings and events, and you can live within the four walls of your home, and no one will stop you. No one will stop you. We, we aren't trying to stop you from doing that. We will not judge you for your choice. We will just be glad that you have one. And that is the point of freedom. While you're comfortable where you are, we are also comfortable moving on with our lives. Signed, Sincerely, a member of the small fringe minority with unacceptable views. Close quote. That's what this convoy is about. That's what this freedom ride is about. That's what these truck drivers have done for us. They've reminded us that the smart folks in Manhattan the smart folks in Washington, D.C., in the Beltway, the smart folks in Ottawa, in Montreal, in Toronto, in Vancouver, in San Francisco, in Baltimore, in Portland, the smart folks may not be all that smart after all because what they're showing us right now is that this is about power and control. It's about the oligarchs, the elites. It's about the few telling the everyone how to live their lives. It's about King Louis XVI telling everybody to go pound sand, even though his poles were plummeting as the French Revolution was burgeoning. It's about the peasants picking up the pitchforks and storming the Bastille. That's what this is about. You know, history is replete with these stories where people have had enough. You know, they've been told to just go eat cake, let them eat cake by the monarchs. They've been told to know their place by the kings and the queens who live in their opulent castles and palaces. And history shows time and time again, the lessons of history are this, that people know instinctively, we know instinctively in our hearts that freedom is a first thing. And we can tell when the arrogant elites, the smart folks, often their distant glass towers in Manhattan and Washington, D.C., in Montreal and Portland and Baltimore and Minneapolis, and the list goes on and on. We know that as they sit there in their posh clubs doing things that they won't allow us to do, claiming that we're too stupid to imbibe those same freedoms that they enjoy, we know that something's wrong with that. We know that this is not, this is not what our country, the Western world, quite frankly. Now, the United States is unique because we have our Constitution. As long as we hold on to it and, and, and don't allow the progressives to deconstruct it, to tear it down so 
that it no longer has any validity in protecting our our lives and guarding our freedom. As long as we hold on to our Constitution, we have something that Canada doesn't have. And France and Spain and Great Britain doesn't have. They have their versions, and those versions have been greatly helpful, but I would argue that our Constitution is even more clearly grounded in the dignity of individual rights. The fact that we say in our Constitution that we're endowed by our Creator with certain individual rights, that we have this knowledge written on our heart. It's endowed to us by our Creator. That we have the right to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of purpose, the pursuit of freedom. Freedom. Private property, private convictions, private life. And then the right to exercise our faith and our philosophies and our our highest goods in the public square and to debate in the public square and that no idea should be verboten, that you shouldn't have a cancel culture. There's no such thing as a safe space. All spaces within the United States should be open to a good argument, a good debate. And that I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Where did that wisdom get lost? And when? It seems like just yesterday that I was taught that over and over again in our public schools. But now our public schools want to shut down anybody who even challenges the narrative with regard to a virus, an airborne pathogen. They've politicized the public square so, so much, so badly that we can't even debate the proper medical procedures for fighting an airborne pathogen and a virus. We're silencing doctors. We're silencing common sense, common knowledge, and a common understanding of things like natural immunity and all doing it under the banner of science. This is Orwellian doublespeak. Good has become evil and evil has become good. Black has become white. White has become black. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. Everything's turned upside down. Male is female and female is male. And woe to the sad souls such as you or me or these truck drivers who happens to raise our hand as we watch this parade of naked, bare butt naked little emperors strutting in front of us, pretending that they're dressed in their fancy clothes of self-righteousness and smugness, and we point out, wait a second, you don't look so good. Go cover up. We point that out, and we're the ones criticized. That's what this truck driver's convoy is all about. And you know, you followed the news over the weekend. They're starting to arrest these guys. By the hundreds. They're arresting them. It's akin to Louis, King Louis, the 16th of France, going out and arresting the common folk as they finally started to rise up in the French Revolution. It's akin to King George thinking he can arrest George Washington and Thomas Jefferson 
in John Adams, in Samuel Adams, in Paul Revere. That's what's going on right now. You've got the king losing control. You've got the little emperor like Justin Trudeau, and you've got this confused, delusional old man in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden, that doesn't even know his name half of the time. You have these people trying to hold on to power as their polls plummet. One poll that I read on Justin Trudeau is that he is now down to 16% in terms of the views of the Canadian people. 16%? And he's going to go out and arrest these truckers? Don't give in. Don't give in. And Joe Biden's cumulative poll right now is down to 39%. And he's going to go out and support King Louis as he arrests these people that have pitchforks? There's something wrong with this story. And the truck drivers are highlighting the truth. The truth of what has been called the doctrine of lesser magistrates. And I'm going to summarize it for you very simply here. The doctrine of lesser magistrates. I'm going to argue that it's perhaps one of the most important lessons of our time. Why? Because if we understood it, America, Canada, and whatnot would still be free. If Americans understood that in America, this is the doctrine of lesser magistrates, listen to me. If Americans understood that in America, we, the people, are the government. If we understood that, we would have never allowed politicians whom we have elected to represent us, not control us, to represent us. We would never have allowed these people, these politicians, to assume power over us, over our churches, over our businesses, over our schools, over our homes, over our families. If we understood the doctrine of lesser magistrates, that we are the magistrates, Americans, individuals, the truck drivers are the magistrates. We, the people, are the authority. If we understood that, we would have never allowed this to happen. And you know what? What I just said is not just political theory. It's the law. It's the law. It's in the Constitution, which is our law. The doctrine of lesser magistrates is the most important lesson of our COVID times. And that is the lesson that these truck drivers are reminding us of. Heed the lesson and learn. We the people are the government. And that's the law. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.